working from home, I now can poop whenever I like. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, your weekly look at all things Cinema Sins, TV Sins, and Commercial Sins. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by Cinema Sins staff writer Ian Whittington. Hello! Ian, uh, let's talk about Jonathan a little bit last week and uh, asked him what his favorite movie of last year was. I have a mm. pretty good idea what I think yours is, but could you give like a top, maybe like two or three? I think it's Top Gun Maverick. I think that's my number oh, okay. one. It may have surprised you. It did, yeah. What did you think my number one was going to be? Everything, ever all at once. Yeah, it's it's in there. It's in my top three. It's probably it's probably number two. Yeah, I think I think it's number two. I freaking love Top Gun Maverick. I've seen that movie six times now. Wow, I adore it, despite its flaws and whatever. It's such a fun movie. I enjoy the pants off of it. How does it hold up outside of a theater? It's great. So I saw it twice in the theater. Twice on a laptop, and then twice at home. <laughs> yes, for, for sinning purposes. But it really holds up at home. But okay. maybe that's because I've seen it. I think I've seen it on Aaron's TV and my TV. And both of them are built to do films like Maverick Justice. But even the story, there's just some really, really cool moments in the movie, regardless of how you watch it. When Maverick's like got to, top, uh, to Mac-10, and then is it is it Hondo back at base that's like, don't do it, don't do it. And then he just tips it to 10.1, cuts back to him, he's like, <sighs> just like, you did it. And it's <laughs> it's such a perfect moment because it just thumbs up how Maverick can't, he's his own worst enemy. He can't stop. Yeah. We'll gush about it all day. I'm sure everyone else has gushed about everything, everywhere. All at, all at once, plenty. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get there later in the show, too. But, mm. well, real quick, can you round out your top three? So you're just a Top Gun Maverick and everything over all at once would oh, probably be man. two. If I could remember what movies came out last year, <laughs> movies of. Oh, 20... we know, I know it's not Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, no, did that come out last year? My goodness. It feels like it came out every single year. So did Top Gun Maverick, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah but it's oh man the men oh man okay now i'm thinking of everything number three is the banshees of inishirin oh nice i adore that movie it is hilarious it's so so great it's just it may it's super chill yet super hilarious it's just an entire mood of island i love it love that movie closely followed by the menu which again just slayed me, but more it's more thinky, less less chilled. Nice. There you go. Ian's top three of the year. But we're not here to talk about the top three movies of 2022. We're here to talk about the content from last week. So let's get into the Sinside Scoop. Woo! What's he building in there? We'll kick things off with Monday's video, uh, Rick and Morty 6x9. I'm going to have to take this slowly. A Rick and King Mortar's Mort. All right. Yes. Correct. Can confirm. You and Daniel writing on this one. I get the feeling that neither of you liked this episode. I haven't seen this one yet. No, I didn't. I haven't liked most of this season of Rick and Morty. The opening is really strong. Mm -hmm. uh, I really liked the one that's like, does the riff on severance with the sleepy, the the, sleepy the family. family 
yeah, the Knight family loved that. The but this episode just it considering how stacked the voice talent is, like this episode has got Jack Black, Daniel Radcliffe, David Mitchell, Robert Webb. It's like it's such a it's one of like the best casts that I've seen them pull together, and it just sucked. I just, I, 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 it's annoying because the subject matter they're dealing with is like a lot of Rick and Morty, super important, and superficially you can laugh at the episode, and then it's talking about a really, a really, a much deeper topic. But it just, it just, yeah, it didn't, didn't do it for me. It didn't really land too much. And like I, I mentioned in the Sims video, I think it kind of parodied house of the dragon whether it meant to do that or not i have no idea but mm. it kind of took on the stuff that bugged me with house of the dragon and and ran with that but yeah it wasn't wasn't a super duper fan which made it pretty fun to see okay yeah it just i could just kind of tell this is one of the ones that the narrator really didn't like all that much and that's kind of an oddity for rick and morty because mm. even when the narrator doesn't like it like it's sometimes hard to tell in the sins video because the sins are kind of next level because the show mm. is kind of next level so yeah what are some of the things that you are you wanted to highlight from the video i in general just i love the opportunity to challenge immortality in like pop culture and stuff like everybody wants to be immortal and i was like yeah no you don't because here's what happens when you're immortal you need a ton of caveats if you're going to be immortal you also mm -hmm. need to be invulnerable otherwise whatever injury you have just stays with you so mm -hmm. you need to be able to regenerate mm -hmm. as well you gotta not age right because yeah eventually you'll deteriorate right you'll look like the king from house of the dragon and nobody wants that Nobody wants that. Nobody wants a uh, skin falling off the yeah, bone of your good old yeah, literally, eye. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. If it's just your consciousness that's left, awesome, cool. But is it just floating around in a void? Do you have anything mm. to control? Immortal means forever, and the universe isn't immortal. Eventually, you outlive the universe. Mm. So there's just there's a cool thought experiment around immortality probably isn't as great as you think it is Yeah, and also like i don't think i want to live forever like i think that's got to be one of those things like if you are immortal have an off switch at some point like have a button that like only you can press that it's like all right i'm done i think i'm cool, cool. Yeah, i'm out i'm out cool. like, i'm done with the universe now yeah which and i think that's a really interesting topic explored we'll, act we'll actually talk about this later too but the uh like i think they did it kind of well in the uh the avengers uh with hulk's character you know, where he's just mm. like, I put a bullet in the mouth and the green guy spit it out. It was just like, yeah. yeah, like that's a really interesting concept. And I wish that was explored a little bit more, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. It is definitely tricky. And I know Mr. Dicer would love to live forever. He just like, bring I it out. Give me, give me all of the living. That man is so positive about so many things. <laughs> and we love him for it. The bastard. <laughs> Uh, I, I had a coworker ask me the other day um, if I would be a superhero or supervillain. And I said, well, it depends on the power, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to just commit to being good or bad, right? He's like, so what's the power? He's like, invisibility. I'm like, villain, immediately. Yeah. Like, I'm going to steal everything. Like, what good could you do with invisibility? He's like, the invisible woman. I'm like, she's useless. You're like, she can make force fields. I'm like, that's not the invisibility power. That's a force field power. <laughs> that's a different power that's entirely. Different power. If, you, if the only thing you can do is become invisible, I'm just going to steal all of the food. I'm going to Javert <laughs> all over the world, you know? Yep. Because, <laughs> like, it's not like you can use the invisibility to expose people because bad guys expose themselves all the time. Yeah. And it does nothing. Like, 
you can literally lie and still have a have um a seat somewhere in in a position of power and yeah i would be the would... world's best paparazzi if i was yeah. invisible yeah yeah well, that would work <laughs> i'm sure there's a positive way to spin that but i'm i'm not getting there today <laughs> Why is breakfast such a challenge for this show? Uh, it's just oh, a great man. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And stay tuned for the season six season video. We're going to be doing something special with the breakfast Ooh. scenes in particular because there are so freaking many of them. And it's it's a gift. It's become the news position of, of mm-hmm. Rick and Morty because it's like, oh, breakfast scene. Let's just settle in here and see what we can find. <laughs> there is always something. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of times like when you get the newspaper, you're like, "All right, got to read this thing." Well, this is about a used car ad, not about you know aliens invading yep. the world a bit. Yeah, that's yeah, the same paragraph four times. Amazing, yeah. and it has nothing to do with the headline. Great. Yeah. So why why are Summer and Beth chewing, but the pancakes haven't been had a bite from yet? Yeah. Yep. yep. And I love kind of going through what would have to take place in order for that to happen. They would have had to. Eat the pancake and then grab a new one, but all in the time that it took them to carry on chewing. And mm. sometimes it's just easier to say, this is dumb. Yeah. Unless there's a time machine device built into where, like, Rick's got, like, a thing on the plate to where you eat it and then it regenerates that way. Like, you just Oh, and that's stop the problem re- with Rick and Morty. That could be true. Yeah, that's true. That could absolutely be something that Rick has done. I'm going to stop giving the writers ammo to, like, yeah, nitpick you guys. Fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good idea. This fireworks? <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> that? That was just really easy. Huh, this works. It shut them down. Works. Fireworks. <laughs> eh, it'll either get cut or it'll make it in. <laughs> Santa Claus is not looking on the bright side of life in this scene and then continues to whistle, always look on the bright side of life. Aaron was talking about this recently. I don't know where it was. I don't know if it was on one. I think it was on the um, the Patreon exclusive from last month. Because I think one of you mentioned having the sin and like you were going to write it for Jeremy or something. And you're like, he wouldn't like it. And then everyone's like, give it to me. I'll do it. Like, or I feel like it was oh, from I... that. I know this has been talked about before. I'm pretty sure it's from that Patreon episode. Yeah, I can't remember. Was it? Is it the, the Bony Pod where we were talking yeah. about the movies that you'd like to see the behind the scenes movie? Of? I think, yes. Well, because you said the Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go listen anyway. to the Patreon <laughs> Bony Pod. If you are a patron, you can get yep. access to that on nice all the tiers plug. because I'm on the lowest tier and I get access to that. So, so yeah, go go somebody go find the context and then put it in Discord or whatever. Let us know about it. Yeah, um, I did quite like. <laughs> this is, we have the most important job in the universe. Careful how you're throwing around universe. You're not even the best drummer in the Beatles. It's just one of my favorite things when Ringo Starr apparently said. I'm the best drummer in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not even the best drummer in the Beatles. And it just, it's not often I get to use that. And Star Star lined up really, really, really nicely. Why would I hang on Pluto? That's some Jerry League shit. You can take that back. Pluto has have a rough time enough as it is without, without that sort of slander. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said last time that I was going to start a Jerry counter for every Jerry dig that you made. And that was the only mm-hmm. one this episode. Very, uh, you were kind to Jerry this episode. Yeah, no, I think I cut some. <laughs> I, I can't remember what they were there was definitely more in there you but cut them or somebody else said all right ian stop <laughs> i was probably aaron aaron probably said stop you being too mean <laughs> we let you get away with like eight in the last episode so yep just keep piling on piling on 
this came up in the comments as well that we didn't mention and this is one of my favorite youtube comments is you didn't mention this i was like yeah we also didn't mention anything about the declaration of independence the monarchs in the 1500s there's loads of stuff in this video we didn't mention mm -hmm. we should have sinned that pluto had its own episode with morty and jerry believing in pluto as a planet or something like that it's just an episode i totally forgot about mm -hmm. but the sin still stands Pluto is worth more than Jerry. <laughs> so this is a green on the nitpicking the nitpickers. Uh, yeah, this is a no wait. This is a red. They're red. Yeah, they're red. Okay. Yeah, red <laughs> means they're wrong. <laughs> no, I was like, you said they're they're right, but it's not. Eh, whatever. Sin still stands. Yeah, the, the sin stands. Yeah. Oh, they're in amber. Fine. They're right, but I don't like them. like that they're right. I think that's where that's where amber comes in. <laughs> It's like right, red, but, but it's like also it. see-through, so it's kind of yeah. faux red, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I really like the ending. Um, hey, stop with the bams, I'm not done yet. City. City. <laughs> I just love the idea that like, I was getting fed up of my own rant, so I was like, I bet the sin counter is as well. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, mm. pertinent to this podcast, so there's a sin about there's several sins about the drive through at the start of this episode, mm. and it really feels like it was ripped off of the behind the sins episode where Aaron fixed to drive throughs because it was like the exact same process and everything. Point is, did you steal from me and um, to what royalties am I owed? Interestingly, <laughs> in order to rip something off, you have to first listen to it. <laughs> When I read that in the show notes, I was like, huh, that's interesting. I I have not listened to that episode. Mm -hmm. So this is like when you send your work into the, like it's mentioned in, in where the crawdads do their things. When you send your, your novel into a publisher, they're going to shred it so that they don't get accused of stealing it. This is exactly the same thing. I don't listen to any of it so that I can't be accused <laughs> of stealing it. Um, but when I was writing it, I absolutely was thinking in Aaron brain. I was like, mm -hmm. how would Aaron optimize this? Because we've had the drive-through discussion many times. Mm -hmm. He has like returned from getting us lunch and been like, that was the most ridiculous 90 minutes of my life mm -hmm. um, because of how inefficiently it's run. Um, but the editors did an awesome job of pulling that queuing system together. And it went underwent a few different versions. But yeah, there was there were much, much better ways to organize that that meteor, but it was not ripped off to my knowledge, other than just through osmosis of being around Dicer and his organizational penchant. Mm. There's a sin here that says, I'm not sure if Rick is using in it as an American way to confirm <laughs> that one or more of their family members are robots, or if he's using the British slang in it as a bit of filler to elicit an agreement from Morty. But what I do know is that this episode has far too many not funny jokes in it. That's really hard to read and do the accent at the same time. I wasn't trying oh, for sure. the accent there at all, by the way. So, Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote that sin down and then just said, Ian, rate Aaron's British pronunciation of in it on a scale of 1607 to 1783. Amazing. I mean, I can tell you're extremely proud. Yeah. As well, you should be. <laughs> some good, good history knowledge. And um, I would rate it probably as like a 1066, something like that. Oh, so way low. Yeah, it was. It was all right. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was, but it's more like it in it, in it, bro. Like, oh, okay. Too many jokes in it. He was too proper. He was too Downton Abbey about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And we did a couple of takes on it as well because the first mm -hmm. one was like in it. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's something unless you're around it you don't know it just comes it just it absolutely flows out of you so that was a good cup of tea in it it's like it is barely any ends in there it almost starts with an e and just gets the the t on the end it's mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a tricky one but he did it was a, a fine fine job i'm just glad he got the joke <laughs> <laughs> again after just reading that like i'm like it, it's so hard to like distinguish this is one of those times like everybody like i i remember thinking like oh yeah like narrators like they just go through and they one take all this they they got it's like nope especially doing this podcast having to read some of these things it's like i can never do it not a yeah. chance I, I could do I'm, it if i wanted to spend a bunch of time editing and re-recording but um i, oh, for I, sure. I, I don't um <laughs> Yeah, I have a huge amount of respect for all of the narrators. I've listened to the raw audio a few times, and just the the composure they have to keep when it's taken them five takes to get through some tongue twister that usually Aaron has put them through, <laughs> and just a quick message, Aaron, you son of a bitch, and then back to back to doing the take, and they land it, they get it there. It's a hard job. Uh, I have one more question, but did you have anything else in the video you wanted to know? No, that was that was everything. So there's a sin in here about the bat signal and how mm. honestly it's kind of stupid. And it, it's one of those like, I was like, oh yeah, that does kind of make sense. Like the more you think about it, because and especially one of those things, a bat signal is typically a sign for Batman to signal, hey, Gordon, I need to talk to you. Mm. So shouldn't the bat signal actually be the sign for villains to actually do their things because they know Batman isn't going to be around, right? Yeah. Like, isn't honestly, that like because- when they should do their looting because... Like, especially if they're far away, you know? 100%. Because if you're deploying the bat signal, it means something big is going down. Yeah. If you're deploying the bat signal for a bank robbery or a mugging, that thing's always on. Yeah. It it never yeah. comes off. Gotham is always, um, there is always a crime being committed somewhere. So it's a big old signal that, man, Batman's stuck with something really big. It's probably not this, I'm going to go and do some looting. And Bat- the new Batman film that came out last year, describes it best is that it's a symbol and it's a it's meant to strike fear into into the people i'm like yeah but does it like and that's where the the rant really came from it's like you're doubling down on the symbol of a bat because they deploy the signal and then everybody starts hiding in alleyways because you never know we could be mm. here i was like no he isn't wasting his time on you and if he is he needs to have a word with himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those things like some guy looting a grocery store you know while while the the big conflict of the dark knight is going on it's like even if batman drove directly by he ain't gonna do crap like he's got bigger fish to fry you know yeah but i'm safe when you decide to do something that big then he'll care about you but meanwhile you got insurance you know insurance exists and it's probably super high in gotham yeah of course it is so it felt like there was a real big force behind there that like mm-hmm. one of you two was just sitting on, like hating the bat signal <laughs> for a while, and you finally got an opportunity to sing yeah. it. Is that true? Oh, hundred percent true. Yeah, I do this. I do this a lot. I use the videos as a way to vent particular things. Like during Peaky Blinders, and um, we send the pilot of it, and they just have a big in one of the living rooms. They have a display unit filled with decorative plates, and I was like, "Here's my chance. How often?" Are you going to have these fancy China decorative plates on display? That is such an English thing. And I despise them. And they're such a waste of time and effort and money for me. And I was like, here we go. Here's my two-minute rant on decorative plates that I will never get to talk about again. So, yeah, it's it's definitely... I get, get away with one of those every other video or every few videos. And then the tin counter dings you off. 
I'm scared. Like, I'm like, if Ian ever came to my home, he would see so much useless stuff, and he would be like, "Why?" <laughs> I'm always judging. I'm, I'm like the Hulk. That's my secret. I'm always judgmental. <laughs> like, like in my kitchen, I have um, so I, the, my my cabinets are not quite up to the ceiling, so I have some room to keep tip like storage stuff up there. So I keep hmm. like extra bags of potato chips and like extra spices like things that it's like all right well i'm low on garlic salt so i bought more garlic salt and it goes up there until this bottle's out but also in in the 90s when batman forever came out mcdonald's did this run where you could get a collectible glass cup for each of the four main characters batman robin two-face and riddler Mm. and i bought a set of those cups when i found out about them I, I was born in 95 so like i wasn't like around for them mm. but like they're sitting up on my shelves so um, you you would you would just be like but why but like, they're like they're, that's okay that, okay it, has, it makes you feel good decorative plates i don't know anybody that feels good about decorative plates so so <laughs> it's not that it's decorative it's you know it, it just has to be fun decorative you know like uh yeah so those cups you could feasibly drink out of them i would wash them first but yeah yeah it's it's a choice not to decorative plates you can't you cannot eat off of them because mm. you will immediately ruin the That's a the good distinction, yeah. And that's where you have stripped the purpose out of that by making it decorative and collectible. Yeah, okay, that's a good distinction. So if you take away the the, the purpose, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. For me, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get <laughs> that's that. That's how my brain works. I get, okay, I get that. There's all, I mean, I also spent significantly less on that stuff than fine Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, now that that's off the rails... Let's talk about another movie that is apparently off the rails, where the crawdads sing. Jeremy and Aaron writing on this one. Yeah, and it seemed like they both hated it. Mm-hmm. I don't recall Aaron's thoughts from Sif Pop stuff, but I, I remember this movie, like, this is a really popular book. It quickly became a movie, I feel like. I feel like that's the case, too, and, like, I had a lot of hype around it. I mean, um, mm-hmm. Daisy Edgar Jones is, like, a real big rising star right now, and uh, it just feels like this, like, this movie kind of came and went, right? Yeah. It really did. It's just, it's a strange focus of the story. Well, and it seems like it came and went because I don't know anybody that actually like liked this movie. I mean, a lot of people are kind of like, it's fine, but like, mm. I'm sure middle-aged housewives really liked it, you know, and there's somebody that's, I don't know, like Nick is listening right now and being like, I'm not a middle-aged housewife and I liked it. Like, <laughs> There's bits of it I like. I like the, f- I, I pretty much like the first half. And Oh, you've seen I this? Think- Oh, you know, so I saw this under the perfect viewing conditions. It was on a plane, <laughs> on a tiny screen in the back of someone's head. And I, I love her. I think she's like, I love the quirkiness. I love the character. I think it's well acted. I just, like Aaron and Jeremy, take a lot of issue with the the male protagonists. <laughs> in, in, quota- in heavy, heavy quotation marks, a lot of interesting choices are being made. And she stops being quirky. It does feel like the movie misses... What it should be celebrating is like, what are we celebrating here? That she does need money? That she won't be happy until she has money? Like, Swamp Lady should have been happy as Swamp Lady would have been a better message, I guess. Mm. But who am I to say what the message should be? But well, And then the ending, like, also kind of ruins a lot of the movie. Oh, for sure. That accelerated smash cut of, here's the rest of her life, is such a whiplash I mean, to me. Not only it's that, so but strange. Like, but the end reveals she actually did it, even though she was convicted not yes. gu- convicted not guilty um, but it's okay she was declared not guilty but the end but the ending reveals after she's dead that she actually did do it right yes yeah okay so doesn't that ruin 
every part of likability for that character. It, I mean, that's subjective, isn't it? Like, if your line is never commit murder, then yes. I mean, but if you think she's justified in killing him, then because the argument is that she will never be at peace unless he's dead, she, mm. he will keep coming back for her, he will keep harassing her. The only way she gets freedom is if he's out of the picture. Well, and like, there was that line that that comes in the the sins video that they show that they say where it says something like uh sometimes like you got to kill the predator for the prey to live or whatever. So, i don't know something or you got to be yeah. a predator for the prey to live mm-hmm. or something it's still murder like <laughs> oh, it's still murder yeah and i'm not passing a judgment either way i've never been pursued like that fortunately but it's yeah it all depends on where your judgment lies on if you think she should be punished for murder then yeah, you're probably not going to agree with what this movie does. It's not the fact that she did it for me. It's the fact that, like, the ending of the movie... Again, I've only seen the Sins video. The tone shifts to, like, she she might have been a psychopath, you know? Like, because... Like, just seeing the horrified reaction of her husband. Like, and the fact that she kept the necklace, carved it out mm-hmm. in a journal, kept the... It's the murder journal that makes her, like... The murder journal is interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's, that's the thing, too, where it's like, look, I, I understand and I can even kind of get behind. I'm not advocating for murder here, but like I can get behind sometimes desperate calls, desperate measures, especially mm. this is a fictionalized story. It's not based off a of true thing. So these are characters in the first place. And sure, like, I think we can we can root for her. And if I'd seen the full context, maybe even get behind her and say, sure, I think yeah. she did the right thing. I mean, there's been plenty of movies where I could say that is the case like doing the crime sometimes is you know not actually criminal and justifies the ends yeah and justify the means right so that's the one so but but yeah the murder journal is that part where it's like "Mm, that's that's concerning that's for you isn't it that's that that murder journal is for your benefit (laughs) that's 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 a weird one interesting movie wasn't wasn't i liked it to begin with and it just immediately went to trauma city um which is Cool. It's fine. Like there's a place for that, but it is like trauma to trauma to trauma to mm. trauma, and problematic person after problematic person. And it's like, yeah, shine a light on them. But uh, the movie just makes some odd decisions, especially with them ending up together at the end. Like it's bizarre to me. I'd be really interested to hear somebody that read the book and just to see like what the differences are, and then also yeah. like whether that person thinks that a two-hour film justified that, or if it should have been a six episode limited series on HBO, you know, like sharp objects or something like that. Yeah. Or if it just probably should have never been translated. Yeah. Because there's something special about the book, you know, there definitely are books like that. So yeah, um, for sure. Anyway, let's get into the video. Indeed. (laughs) Naturation. And if you have to do naturation, you get Sir David Attenborough or you get sinned. Agree. People forget about the creatures who live in shells, rebooting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise every 15 years. Feels like we're due for another one. Plenty of kids go to school without shoes, but you will need a skirt. Putting gender roles above tender souls. I do love that. That is such a dicer scene if ever I've heard one. That's a beautiful bit of wordplay. Well, it's a beautiful bit of wordplay, and it's almost like, are we really prioritizing the type yeah. of bottoms over having shoes? Like, yeah. Like, it's look, it's one thing if you want to try to like enforce a dress code, but like, c- complete clothing apparel should always prioritize over quote-unquote right would apparel. Hope. Yeah. yeah, You would hope. Some stuff you wanted to point out. This movie is starting strong with this one-two bunch of cliches, and already it has the audience on the tropes. I just like that. I don't know if you chuckle. Yeah, I like that. 
this video does a lot with Bible verses, mm-hmm. and I just wish I could quote the Bible as well as I can quote Star Trek, because I, I can <laughs> do this with Star Trek, and like, it's just not as like, it's not as impactful as saying, oh yeah, you, you, Euclides, paragraph one, subsection four, and <laughs> lest thee not be disparaged by a horse, lest thee disparage the otter yourself. And it's just, it's. I wish I could do that, uh, but I can only do it with Star Trek. And <laughs> maybe in a hundred years, that'll be more impressive. But I always love it when Aaron and Jeremy can just pull out these quotes. And yeah, it's it always makes the sin sound more impressive when you can pull apart. Whenever the Bible is mentioned, they have a reference that's like, no, nah, actually the Bible did say this. Well, so I did have a question about that. Mm. Which preacher's kid wrote the sin about Ephesians 5 and... and... Uh, and how if you only pick about small pieces, you can make the Bible say anything you want. Yeah, so I got a message, I got a reply from Aaron saying, technically, we both wrote contradicting Bible verses sins for that <laughs> section. They both picked different verses. That's so perfect. It's it's beautiful. Well, because that proves the point. Like <laughs> There are multiple references. He said he thought he'd written a good takedown of that twist, and then he saw Jeremy. So that's actually Jeremy's... Nice. But yeah, it's it's just hilarious that they both came up with it. I thought it was one of those, com- like, I would have guessed it would have been one of those combines because it almost feels like the first half is very Aaron and then the second half is very Jeremy because, like, I mean, they're both preacher's kids, but they've both kind mm. of had different directions and experiences, experience, yeah. right? So, like, one of them is still very optimistic and one of them is very pessimistic. And so it almost sounded at, mm. sounded like maybe Aaron wrote something and then Jeremy added on to it. It may well be, may well be the case, but I think they landed on Jeremy. Maybe it was Jeremy's verse and Aaron's rant. Maybe. I, I also thought, what a fun, like, which preacher's kid wrote that one? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> we know it's one of them. <laughs> Let's see, this love scene concludes in 15 seconds after six thrusts. Even the <laughs> sex in this story wants to be done with this movie as quick as possible. <laughs> There's eight or nine sins that could be sin of the week here. I think it's either this or the first Rick and Morty, or the Rick and Morty video that's going to be sin- sin's video of the week for me. It's one of the two, but... I mean, the ending of this one almost makes it worth it. Uh, but I, but the if you're going to speedrun her life, you're going to need to give me more than this. You just wanted to kill Jumpin', didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the end of the video, it really is one of my favorite all-time endings. It's just a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. round. And everyone in the comments just absolutely adores it. It's like, you funny fucking motherfucking it's just the tirade of insults is so I so have it good. written down in my notes do you want to do the honors and read it oh no you do it do it. i haven't got it in front of me <sighs> oh wait are you, are you gonna are you gonna be able to do all the swears <laughs> i don't have a problem with swearing <laughs> oh okay um because because of my views on what the bible says about swearing <laughs> interesting oh, i love it i love it context says that swearing is actually about oath keeping not about the words that you say so, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, now I think there is an argument to be made about don't say bad words if if people are gonna you know look at you differently for saying bad words, but I think we're is a culture beyond that. So, yeah, yeah, fuck you. Oh, you honey dipped whore of a twist, telegraphed ass face, you distractive Delilah dickhead of a movie, you Nell's eyes Bayou's notebook motherfucker, you di- dirt soaked marsh mashed Carolina Reaper <laughs> of bullshit, you harlot of humanity, you slut of a story, you two timing Tinseltown taint fucking lazy ass bitch ass manipulative horse apple sucking miscreants you charlie brown christmas of a movie you extended (laughs) snl digital short parody you ivory dealing love poaching narrative choking asshole 50 sins nice it's the charlie brown christmas story that really hurts that's the one that's like ouch ouch that stings 
It's also so just good. like out of left field and in the best possible way. Yeah, it's like they didn't quite get enough bile out during the Sims video. So sometimes you get to the end and you're like, all right, this is where I'm going to let it have it. I haven't found a better time to do this. So this is how we're going to finish the video. Mm -hmm. I got to imagine it started with one thought and then they were like, well, which one do we want to do? And then they were just like, all of them, this ending sucks, you know? I think it was it was actually mostly Jeremy. So Aaron said he read Jeremy's tirade and just loved it and said it was the best thing that he'd ever read. So I think that was all Jeremy, just like vomiting. I figured. I figured if anything, maybe maybe Aaron just threw in Charlie Brown Christmas or something like oh, that. Oh, more yeah. than like, yeah, I'm sure he threw in like the digital SNL short yeah. sketch thing. The, the explicit stuff is Jeremy, the clean stuff is Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, I do have um, I do have a note from Jeremy mm -hmm. actually for this one. Jeremy says, "I find the movie's reveal of the true murderer to be the very height of preposterousness. It's laughable. It's offensive. It's cheap. It's lazy." So I set out to write a very long sin that allowed me to riff off for a long time on the movie's finale stupidity. This was a lazy carbon copy of a movie already, but after that reveal, it becomes injurious to those who watch it. It stabs you in the gut with dumb. I loathe this movie, and I'm happy to tell anyone that. Uh, yeah, that was passion from, from Jeremy, for sure. Nice. I did get a couple of questions submitted from the fans. Mm. So DMs on Twitter uh, from Obina Onij, who's been mm -hmm. uh, really the MVP of this last couple of runs because he's been DMing me all the things he wants to ask him. If you want to do that, if you're listening and you want to do that, DM Cinemasins BTS Twitter or uh, email BTS at Cinemasins.com or like put it in the Discord and make sure to tag me and we'll make sure that your question gets read on the show. He wants to know who came up with the sin. He says this to the audience. I feel like this will be a recurring sin. I didn't actually get an answer on that, but I'm 99% positive it was Aaron. It, it's got that Aaron vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's very much looking at the camera and mm -hmm. this is for no one else's benefit other than us. And it's, yeah, it's a really quick way of doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then the other question he asked, he said, I wanted to ask about the sin concerning the nature and ability of language to convey thought. I'm guessing that main Aaron wrote it. <laughs> main Aaron. It makes you subpar, Aaron. That's fine. I'll take it. You are correct. Aaron did write that. And he said, well, I wrote this in about how spoken language can convey the same amount of nuance and thought as written language. I was worried I would offend Jeremy as a writer. Okay, I wasn't really, but you can say it on the show because it will sound cool. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely one of those things. I mean, even like we were just talking about just how I feel about swear words. Like that's the nature of language and its relationship with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about intent, and that can be intent as it's received as well as given. But mm. for me, the 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 all of the words have power, but it is about how they're sent and re received. That's the big thing. Like we give the words meaning. Yeah, uh, we'll move on to Wednesday's video. She Hulk, season one, episode two. Aaron and Daniel writing on this one. So you really enjoyed the show? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed the show. Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. It lost me a little bit in the middle when it did did the tropey thing of Jen's got to get a date and Jen gets mm. betrayed. And then it clawed me back in towards the end with like the meta stuff and just in general, I have a lot of fun. Like the characters are just really fun to watch. Yeah, overall, it was probably, man, it's probably number three, number four, something like that. It's up because I really, really enjoyed Loki and WandaVision. So it's not going to beat those two, but I, I really enjoyed Hawkeye as well. So it's probably tied with Hawkeye for me. I would like to start with. Aaron adds a sin. This is if I was a writer on the video, here's something that I would have wrote. It's mm. just it's just things that I think of that um that I'm almost like waiting for it, you know. And specifically it's mostly outtakes. So 
there's there's a there's a scene at the beginning of this episode where there's like a chant inside of a bar and they're waiting outside and then they like open the door and they can hear the chant. I would add the outtake from Are you a How I Met Your Mother fan? Tangentially, I've seen a few. I've seen okay. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen a few. I know Barney does things with with women. (laughs) Yeah. There's a there's a scene in in the bar that they all hang out where Barney and Robin are having a, a disagreement because because Barney starts chanting USA and then uh um Robin's like, please, these are Americans. Like they'll chant anything that you do. And she goes, Canada, and nobody joins her. Oh. And then Barney goes, shrimp fried rice. And then the whole bar collectively, shrimp that's fried amazing. rice. So, so I would have added the shrimp fried rice outtake. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. So. It's man, that's a great joke. I like that. I like mm. that a lot. Uh on to the stuff that is actually in the video. Mm. <laughs> Well, interestingly, you are not the only additional writer in this video. Here's a little bit of a BTS exclusive. We have a, another um, writer that's been making some additions to videos for us and has been writing Ooh. on a lot of TV sins um, scripts. And Ooh. she submitted some stuff. Oh, she's written on this video as well. So that is a uh, person by the name of Courtney. One of the questions that we had from the fans that I see in the show notes was referencing Courtney's. So I thought it was only fair to reach out to her, and she's all right with us mentioning her on the podcast. So, yay! Nice. I'm a writer! Woo! Welcome, Courtney. Welcome to the madhouse, Courtney. Okay, so, yeah, so actually, um, this wasn't a fan-submitted question. I mean, it is a fan-submitted question because I submitted it. Mm. There's a sin about how how it's disappointing, how we have Tim Roth returning, and we even have like General mm. Ross returning, but there's no... Edward Norton returning because it's been recast into Mark Ruffalo for yeah. various reasons. Mainly, this is really like height of problematic Ed Norton. Not not problematic for like actual like real problematic reason, but just he's apparently a nuisance on set and wants to take control over scripts, which is he wanted to rewrite part of the Avengers and Joss Whedon said no. And Disney said bye. And hello, Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know because the the, the way the narrator says this in it really feels like they actually wished that Edward Norton would have continued rather than Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know if I was interpreting that correctly. Um, if the writer Courtney would have uh, preferred to Norton to stay. Uh, yeah. And so I have a, a nice reply from Courtney here and she absolutely passionately believes that. And she's not alone either. So here's from Courtney. I guess I've always found Ruffalo's portrayal of Bruce Banner a little bland. He just, to me, never seems to quite hit the right level of melancholy that I think a character like that should carry at all times. I'm in a lonely camp, but I actually enjoyed the Incredible Hulk film. I love Liv Tyler and the idea that Norton's heart rate could trigger the Hulk. (laughs) I love that scene, by the way. (laughs) I can't get too excited. And he had to watch his monitor very closely was a fantastic detail to me, even if it's probably not comic accurate. Norton just seemed to do more with his character's desperation to be rid of the Hulk and the bleak awareness of the pain he'd caused in one movie than Ruffalo has done in the entire MCU. I don't think Ruffalo is a terrible actor. I just think Norton brought more to the role in terms of emoting and thematic portrayal of a man forever on the run because of what he might do if he gets too angry. And I completely agree. I I love Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, this is a good take. I love Mark Ruffalo. I just, I love Edward Norton's version more. I love his banner. Like, Mm -hmm. Ruffalo's a better Hulk. Norton is a better banner. I think that's That's a really good way to generally accepted. I I may be entirely wrong that it's generally accepted, but I think that's a good interpretation. Yeah, I mean, I like the Incredible Hulk film. 
I really love Edward Norton as an actor. Mm. Again, I understand as a person, he sounds a bit very much Miles Braun, you know? I I do wonder of that what if. What if he would have stayed? Mm. I like Ruffalo, and Ruffalo does a really good calm banner. And when they mm. write him, they're trying to make him very calm. And Mark Ruffalo is this very, like, soothing person, you know? Yeah. He's a very relaxed, very chill guy, um, except when he bursts out and turns into a rage monster, you know, when mm-hmm. he needs to for, for a screen, not even just in the Hulk films, but I'm thinking Spotlight. You know, he's very calm and chill, but yeah. he seems to get the most enraged in Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Terrific actor, but Norton has that I might lose my cool at any minute kind of mm, actor. That kind of edginess to the yeah. character. And that's he's that's always the part of Bruce like, Banner that I miss. Yeah, totally agree. He was just always on edge, kind of like a, a meerkat, like always being hunted. Um, and I just love that Edward Norton like seemed like a very slight figure as well, and then to suddenly turn into the exact yeah. opposite, just this huge hulking thing. And I think Aaron actually agrees with that take as well, the the Edward Norton take. Yeah. But his caveat was that he still wants the movies that Edward Norton did, that he was able to do because he wasn't the Hulk. So he still wants all of it. So there may, may have been some things that he wasn't able to do if it had been tied in like Ruffalo. But mm. my counterpoint to that was we still see Evans and even Ruffalo. We still see them and Robert Downey Jr. in other roles despite being in the MCU. So I don't think it would have been too prohibitive. Let's see. There's a This feels real discriminatory. Where's a lawyer when you need one? And then uh, when she's going through the <laughs> like job applications. Uh, was, uh, I love how much that goes on. It's just like a lawyer anywhere. Anywhere, <laughs> anywhere, lawyer. Just that the camera focuses on the lawyer. So mm-hmm. um, Link to that. I really love the legal ease rant that the narrator goes. I was like, I'm not a lawyer, but just completely <laughs> subverts that and still goes on. This is how the law works. So we always have yeah. to be careful with that and just admit that we actually know nothing. <laughs> there was a sin removal because somebody says and here's a map to the best bathroom for pooping mm. and uh and aaron gets all emotional he's like that is the most kind thing <laughs> that anyone has done for anyone yeah. ever and it's it, the delivery the execution the writing everything about that moment was was mm-hmm. perfect it's so true we have a lot of nervous poopers on the team so it's something we all feel very very deeply here's my only problem with that though that bathroom seemed far away that's the point but here's the thing. Does that mean that all of the higher ups are using that bathroom for pooping? Or is like or is this one that like you need a key to get into and only certain people have the key and you have the key, but like standard employees don't have like that's my only thing is like is like how how much is that bathroom gonna be occupied? Because especially if it's the good bathroom for pooping, and I'm imagining this is a single, you know, not not like a four, four or five stalls, I'm imagining this is a single um single stall and sink. Like people are gonna take their time there. Like that's my, that's my it's question. A, it's it's difficult with so you don't want it to be too exclusive. If it needs a key, it's ruled out as a good toilet for pooping because then everybody knows that the key is gone. The the key is anonymity. So you need mm. to be able to get in and out of that bathroom without people knowing that you've been in there and it also needs to be nobody will interrupt you while you're in there. So if there's a key, it means whoever has the key is the one that's pooping and then you mm. give yourself away. So I think it's isolated, but unmonitored and always unlocked as well. That would be the key. So it's like if you work in an office building, you go to the floor that's under construction and you poop in that floor. As long as you know that the construction workers aren't in there, yes. Yeah. Construction workers are never there. 
It's true. It's, it's true. just tarp over everything. Uh, you got to make sure the toilet works too. And people also need to know that you would need a reason to go up there because they'll mm. just be like, the whole point is that people don't know that you've left to poop. So mm. if you leave and go to the floor that's under construction, they know that you're pooping. And when you come mm. back, it's like, oh, you pooped. This is fascinating to me as somebody who for the last, gosh, I guess it's been 10 years now, um, has Crohn's disease. Because mm. when you get Crohn's disease, poop is just part of your life and you just embrace it and you make people uncomfortable. So it's like, it's fascinating to get back into like a normal person's mindset now. Because mm. to me, it's like, look, look, there are better bathrooms for pooping. But honestly, as long as it's clean, I don't care. Yeah, so, I just I need it. But so it's the I exact don't have a opposite. Choice. Like we will, we us nervous poopers will plan our poops, mm. so we can go a long, long time and then plan it out. Like mm. I had to do this like at work when I was a lot younger. Is I would have to plan my breaks so that I knew I would always take the lunch hour that was the least popular. So if I was on like a a nine till six shift, I would take my lunch break at like three thirty till four thirty. So I've got to wait forever, but I know no one else is having lunch that late in the day. So I have I have an entire hour where people mm-hmm. just think I'm on lunch, but I can actually go and poop. Mm. You could also do lunch. Exactly, I can do both. I can do yeah. both, but they're assuming I'm on lunch. Well, now you just gave it away. Ian's a three thirty pooper. At three thirty, no, Aaron is poop. Ian is pooping. <laughs> working from home, I now can poop whenever I like. <laughs> but but your body is trained to three thirty. So uh, shoot, that's an hour <laughs> no, from just, now. We better yeah. get going. <laughs> just built into me now. <laughs> the other question I wanted to ask, uh, I noticed, I observed this on Patreon. Nick says, "I was wondering if this is one of those situations where the video was sitting around since September, which also would make sense because." The first episode of She-Hulk was way back when I started taking this over. So it has been a while since the first episode. Uh, and that got me to thinking uh, if this very video was narrated by Sinbot before he broke. Mm. So this was not written as long ago as you think. Long enough for that to no longer work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the chronology of when things are written and how quickly they make it through the editing process and when they go on is a mystery. It can be anything from like turned around in two weeks to six months. It could be instasin to everything everywhere all at once. Exactly. Yep. And everything, everything in between. So yeah, it's tricky. But yes, the, the QR code doesn't work anymore. And I think this is, I think it was actually written after Simbot broke. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, you ready to move on to Thursday's video? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Rango. Chris and you riding on this one. My turn to have the unpopular take. Okay, uh, what is your unpopular take? Do not like this movie. <laughs> I've never seen this movie, but I, it's one of those that like, I feel like people it, love it. I, got, I feel like it has a, a decent reputation, but not like a... I think this is one of those like, oh, it's a decent non-Disney animated movie. Like... So it maybe people like, overhyped it because like the the amount of times that an animated movie comes out that that doesn't have Disney on it, it's Secret Life of Pets and yeah, Minions of course, and yeah. like just a bunch of really oh, terrible Pixar. animated movie. Well, Disney Pixar, yeah. Like, and then you get every now like the first Despicable Me movie, great, and I think the second one is great too. 
But then you get, you know, Despicable Me 3. Minions. Minions, Minions 2. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragons are great. So anyway, it's just mm-hmm. like, I think this was one of those, especially this came out, what, 2007 or so? Nine, maybe. Anyway, it's just one of those where it's like, hold on. People besides Disney can do good animated movies? And then probably just over. Anyway, so it just feels like people are over the moon about this, but people also don't seem to not like it. And that's just not yeah not something that's going to shoot high up my watch list. It's super weird. It just got forgotten about. So it's almost it almost when I was doing my research has like a kind of cult following now, and the YouTube comments definitely echo that. So the people that do like this film love it, and they are passionate about it, and they adore it. I think the animation is the best part of the movie. It is beautiful. It is uniquely animated. It doesn't fall into the bucket of Pixar or Disney. It does something unique. And I love it. I think it's a beautiful film to watch. I just the story does nothing for me. The characters do nothing for me. The plot does nothing for me. The jokes don't land for me. It is trying to be a parody of this type of movie, but it doesn't go far enough for me to be funny or to be a send up of the genre. It falls into a lot of the the traps that we see, and it's just a bit nonsensical. But yeah, the, there is a passionate, passionate fan base for this movie, and I, and I respect it. But I'm not not joining you. I'm afraid. Okay. Since you apparently really don't like this movie, uh, but love Green Lantern, but hate Rango. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Often in the same conversation, those two movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. Um, why wouldn't we talk about those two in the same sentence? Uh, where do you want to start with the video? Oh, man, just the universe itself. So this is where it falls over for me. It's the And this doesn't matter to most people, and it probably shouldn't matter to most people, but its universe doesn't make any sense to me. So this little tiny iguana lizard critter village based on the world, the wild west in the middle of nowhere in a world where humans have pets. It doesn't make sense to me. Like what happens if humans find this village? What happens if they stumble upon it? How are they picking up on this replication of the wild west? Why is Clint Eastwood their God? So much of that is in there because hey we like the concept but not fully fleshed out or explained it doesn't do like the toy story or even sausage party thing of putting a filter over it where this is what humans see but instead it's it just doesn't do a lot of explaining and it's fine you can't really criticize the movie for not wanting to but you can sin it for not doing that and that's it's one of the weird things that just really got to me is like we have guns that are made for animals but at the same time everything is made out of scrap litter mm. and garbage and mm. stuff that you would find in the real world so nobody's making a porta potty for these people but they are making shotguns <laughs> i definitely have that soon written down it's kind of crazy that weapons manufacturers started making shotguns for iguanas but they wouldn't make toilets i hear that generic bird scream in so many movies and amazed we're not calling it the will hawk squawk so this, <laughs> this i is think we I- should when I when I thought of that, I went straight to the team and I was like, guys, guys, I've got it. I've got it. This is it. This is the new thing. The Wilhawk Squawk. And they're like, cool. I'm like, no, 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 guys. You're not getting this. This is perfect. This is the new thing. It's going to take the internet by storm. Or at least CinemaSins videos. You will absolutely see this in, in any video that I write on that has an eagle. It will just be the Wilhawk Squawk. Because I'm here freaking for it. love that, and everyone should. I'm here for it. That's great, <laughs> and it's you know significantly more creative than the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <sighs> nice. Uh, I also wrote down cactus juice. That's what we got. That's at the bar. 
it's the in the cactus and then there's a sin about how this um you know you couldn't at least take the pricklies off before sliding it down <laughs> to the hand i just wanted to post po- uh, do this so as mentioned earlier my current profession is a bartender there is a liquor that is called cactus juice oh interesting it is um quite literally like triple second lime juice and oh. it's pretty hard to find because it's so niche but mm-hmm. the place that i worked serves it as a side shot with every one of a specific kind of margarita so oh so it's your chaser yeah it's our chaser for it's the only margarita that we have a chaser for mm. but or, or like a lot of times people just dump it in their margarita after they do it it gives yeah. a little extra kick but yeah the there is a liquor called cactus juice <laughs> it's nice. it's literally like it's probably like five bucks a bottle but it, most places don't carry it because it's we, we sometimes run out and they tell us just take a little bit of triple sec and put a splash of lime juice in there. It's tasty. <gasps> it's tasty. Secrets. It's yeah. tasty. It, it would pair nice with this particular margarita has strawberry, mango, and kiwi in it. So like, mm, I'm sure yeah. it would go well. But um, anyway, I just want, thought you would know. Nice. I like that. I didn't yeah. know about that. That's nice. The American bar scene is very different to the British bar scene. It's I'm sure. The differences are, are, are stark. Um, I do miss draft beer when I come over to to the states. You guys yeah. just don't you don't have it. I mean, we have it, but it's nowhere <laughs> like yeah. The amount of places that could pour you a Guinness proper. Oh man, it's few and far between. Sadly. Uh, anyway, uh, onto sitting other Johnny Depp movies while doing this, I caught yes. So I wrote it down when the Death on the Nile one came. Mm. <laughs> and I had to backtrack and just with, which was just gold. And I'm like, it's definitely an Ian Yeah. Because it's Death on the Nile. And it's like, wait, hold on. He wasn't in that one. He was in the other one. Where did, I kind of like that one. Whatever. Death on the Nile. Sitting that. <laughs> but that was a legit mistake. Is I wrote the sin and then stopped myself and was like, oh shit, he's not in that one. I like that one. Oh, I just seen Death on the Nile. Like, that is my, my thought process as it happened, just yep. became the sin. Any opportunity to send death on the Nile, I would do it. It's not even that bad, but it's now become that bad in my brain. (laughs) I was like, I remember, I think you were on when we talked about the Sins video and like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's kind of like it, but it's fine. It's fine. I understand. (laughs) I understand the, the, the desire to rip on it too. Um, Absolutely. One of my favorite observations from Chris was really, really simple. Just, is that a belly button? Isn't Rango a reptile? And when I read that, I looked, I was like, Mm. that's amazing. Just like what that, the thought process behind that is, yeah, he shouldn't have a belly button, but why does he? Like, it's just a, it's a great observation that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You're kind of breaking my brain now too. He shouldn't have a (laughs) belly button. He's, he's in an egg. Why does he need a belly button? You're right. There we go. Holy shit. The moon and moonfall didn't take up that much sky. And that thing (laughs) literally touched earth. Also, um, Nicely done, whoever wrote. What do we call Rattlesnake Jake's gun weapon here? A rattling gun? Good job. Yeah, that, that was Chris. It nearly got cut. <laughs> like, it's not often that Chris will defend a sin. After 10 years, he's like, cool, that's fine. Like, I'll work that joke into somewhere else. But he's like, god damn it, no. This, this is a good joke. It's staying in the script. It's hilarious. I think you made the right call. I agree. Yeah. Good job. I totally agree. To be fair, it was Aaron that wanted to cut it, not me. Mm. <laughs> well... Aaron's wrong on this one. I could be wrong. Could be Jonathan. I don't know who reviewed this. 
that's all the sins I had written down. I just have a question, but uh, mm. can save it if you want. If you have other, no, things go for it. Want. I'm ready. Uh, Obinona J also sent in. He wants to know why did Nickelodeon get the sin in particular? Just Nickelodeon. Just it's a Paramount thing. We, we kind of go to the parent organization, and mm. Nickelodeon's owned by Paramount, and we just decided to send it because Paramount. <laughs> I just I figured like. I figured the answer would be it doesn't matter, right? Whether it's yeah. Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network or Disney Channel, like it's always going to get Cartoon Network would have been sinned as well. Yeah, all of them. Anything else on the Rango video? Yeah, I've actually got two deleted sins um, that didn't make it. Um, <laughs> so one of them, rumor has it that to this day Johnny Depp still has no idea he was in this movie. Gore Verbinski just followed him around the set of Pirates of the Caribbean with a microphone and spliced together enough incoherent warblings to make a movie. <laughs> Oh, that's that's headcanon for me now. I yep, love that. That's exactly what happened. Johnny Depp. Has Whenever no I do idea. watch Ringo, I'm not gonna think of anything else. Yeah, this is just all dialogue from the pirate set. And the other one was just fear and lizarding in Las Vegas, which was mm. subbed out for the the, the more the lengthier sin because it is just an unneeded reference. Like it's sure. it's yeah, it's pretty wild. Sure. Oh, and apologies to YouTube for getting ostriches confused with Roadrunners. Very sorry. We actually <laughs> caught that. We caught it during the 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 final one of the final edits, and we were like, "Do we change it? Is it <laughs> worth it?" And we were like, "You know what? We'll just claim the narrator's ignorant. It's fine." <laughs> and of course, somebody in the comments has noticed that that's an actual ostrich and not so a, that's it's a green. roadrunner, not an ostrich. Yeah, that, that's a like, green. <laughs> apologies, sorry, that's a green. And you know what? We knew it. We knew what we were doing. Mm. Oh, so it's an intentional green. Mm. We left it in there just for you. <laughs> That guy must feel so proud of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll take us to Friday's video. Pringles stuck in. Mm-hmm. This Pringle stuck in can. Now, here, here's the thing. I want to play a little game. I don't have a writer credit here. Mm. I, I, I think I want to guess. Is it one of the main seven? Uh, yes. Is this a Danae script? Uh, nope. Oh, dang it. Who is it? Uh, it's Jonathan, I believe. I am just going to wow. confirm. It was Jonathan, yeah. He's done it back to back. Wow. Yeah, this was a Jonathan script. Like, here's here's the thing. I'm think I'm thinking of the sin. Okay, I really don't want to see the places that Pringle cans go during sex. Although I kind of do, but no, I don't. <laughs> but I kind of do, and like that's so shocking that Jonathan wrote that. You heard that in Danae's voice, didn't you? I, I did because I've heard her say the same things. Like, I kind of do, but I don't. But I kind of do, but I don't. And the other the other one was I didn't write this in down because the series but just how they keep on going back to like that pringles can has been in a lake like that's such so, a Danae thing like yeah that's and shocking this, we rub off on each other we we genuinely yeah. do like there are like kind of i've picked up a lot of aaron sins which won't be surprising we all pick sure. up each other's stuff sure. like that's one of the the beauties of the narrator's voice is that it, it's great when we can plagiarize each other because <laughs> it's one it's the narrator it's all coming from one person it's all coming from the narrator so, yeah, I, I think that's a. It's probably a good sign that you thought this was Danae. Mm. Um but no, this sure. this was all Jonathan all the way. Well, here's here's the other part to this is that he uh, there's there's the wedding one, and he says this yeah. asshole who I will call Clint chose not to wear a jacket over his shirt and tie, and now he will stick out like a sore sore thumb in all the crowd photos. Like that's a Danae sin. Yeah. That is, <laughs> and I also that's wanted to bring up because I just wanted to let people know, mm. as a guest. It would be very nice for you to tell me what kind of attire you expect expect at your wedding. Correct. And most people do. Really? 100%. Anyway, all the wedding. Well, sorry. The three weddings I've been to, it's all been pretty clear. Interesting. 
Because I don't recall the last time I've gotten like a whatever, but like, it, it, typically I'm just like, however, we don't know. Because like we went to one that was at a barn. And so I'm like, I'm wearing jeans. And my wife was like, are you sure? I'm like, it's at a barn. Like, I'm going to wear jeans. I'm going to wear jeans and I'll wear nice shoes and I'll wear a, a, a button shirt not tucked in, you know? And like, that's kind of my I like jeans. I have, I, I wear nice jeans. Like I'm not going to wear holy jeans there anyway. So like, mm. but like, I don't know, like we went to a new year's Eve wedding and I wore a, a black, black slacks, a black shirt and a white tie. Cause that feels very new year's Eve. Mm. And I think that was about appropriate, but it was like, how do I know what to dress for this? You know, it's hard. It is tricky. It's so, tricky. I mean, we have it way easier than women, though, because we can get away on most occasions. Just whack on some jeans. That's true. Uh, and a shirt, and you're fine. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even know where to begin on the feminine presenting side of the equation for that. Like, and here's the thing, too. You're allowed to say, please show up in this. Don't be like, oh, show up in whatever makes you comfortable. You're allowed to be like, hey, we would really like I, you to wear business casual. Cool. Yeah, we would really like you to wear suit me. coats. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Even if you say you don't care, I know you actually care. So let's yeah. just be honest here and tell me what you want. Yeah. Help me to help you. Yeah. Do you do you expect black tie? Do you expect we wore uh, we wore swimsuits to my grandfather's wedding because it was a remarriage and it was in the summer and it was their each of their second weddings. Um, both of their first had passed. And so they were very casual about it. And so she said, wear a swimsuit for all I care. So we did. Um, the whole, my, our whole side of the family. So, yep. Amazing. That's amazing. That's beautiful. That, well, that's some interesting pictures. I love that. All right. Uh, the only other sin I had written down was uh, commercial imagines a world where foodological enhancements can be used on the basketball court. And I got to be honest, I want to live in that world. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I liked this is how your father got tetanus in his eye and had to wear an eye patch. But if your friends ask, it's because he used to be a pirate. I, I love that <laughs> logic. It's way cooler to admit that your dad was a pirate. <laughs> I like yeah, that's that. great. Did the writer actually sit on a block of cheese, shaped like a pyramid, and lead all the following hijinks? I'm going to say no, but I imagine he mm. sat on something that led mm. to the hijinks. It just may not have been a pyramid of cheese. I think the, the block of cheese has been substituted for something else. Mm. It seemed way too specific to be made up mm-hmm. but yeah that's kind of what you do for a living so it's true we do come up with this the the humor is in the specific for sure i'm like it is because there's also like a follow-up sin later where it's like this video is so like personal about me like personally about yeah. me. like it's like mm. he's bringing out my history are you ready to move on yeah let's do it i'll take us to behind the sinner so tell me about yourself we're all sinners Every one of us. And what happens to sinners? Get to know each other better, you know? See, Daddy, sinners have soul, too. The information, it's too much. Walk away, Marge, just walk away. Round three. Ian, I want to know your thoughts on the Everything Everywhere All at Once video. Uh, What was it like to do your narration? Uh, What input did you have on the final video? We already know that you um, had the biggest influence on the title. Uh, Any other fun facts you want to throw out? Anything kind of along those regards? I, ooh, I also want to throw one more question into the into the mix of all these ones that I'm rapid firing at you. Um, what was it like to live with Dicer during the majority of him making this video? Oh man, <laughs> bless his heart! It, it is the the quietest that I've seen him because <laughs> he was very very thoughtful. He mapped it out, and so him and Chris met together to kind of do some loose mapping. 
I think Aaron would have wanted to map this out minute by minute, sin by sin, universe by universe, in like the murder mystery thing where you've got like the pins on the board, you've got the red thread that's like tying together all of the pins and the pictures and this big mind map. And Chris was much more casual about it. And he wanted to map it out and agreed, but Aaron, I think, wanted a lot, lot more detail. So he was a little bit nervous about like, is this going to work out? And I think his efficiency brain was like, am I wasting effort here? But none of it was wasted at all. It's all beautiful. And it turned out so, 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 so well. But yeah, there was a lot of nerves behind like, is this going to be too ambitious? Is this too big? And I think every other Sims video kind of seems easy by comparison. (laughs) So this was a really interesting angle to take. Watched it a few times during the editing process. So saw the, the kind of different permutations of it. I know the original edit was nearly an hour long. I think it was 55 minutes, something like that. And it got trimmed, 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 trimmed. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was really interesting. And it was release, absolutely... Release in- the 50-minute cut. Do it. I don't even know if that cut exists. I'm sure it does somewhere. Um, but it was awesome to be in the video as well and to actually sin it. Yeah. It was so, so, so much fun. And that last sin is just... It's chill-inducing for me still to hear all of the different voices like take over and hand off to each other and then all come together at the end was it was it was so so cool really cool process really fun nice yeah and obi no and wanted me to ask about that the final scene i just I, I i never thought about it but i'm like if you were you were living with dicer for probably a majority of the making mm. of this video so it's like yeah most of it i just got to imagine like days where he's just like pacing or he's just like hey i've got this idea but i can't quite pull it together i'm gonna talk to your your ear off about something and then it'll make sense by the time that i'm then Mm. telling you or like i can't imagine the amount of times that he might have been up here's this weird thing does that make sense to you like (laughs) i don't remember him doing that actually like Mm. aaron's really really good at internalizing a lot of stuff and thinking it through and sometimes you can have too many opinions on something it can be really really tricky but there was a lot of mental pacing that I saw. There was a lot of sweaty brows going backwards and forwards. And when the script was done, that was the nerve wracking part. It was just yeah. like, I just want to know. I just want what's going to work. What is going to work on screen? So I think the most nerve wracking bit was the pause between the script being locked and then seeing it in person and seeing the edit. Because mm. you've either got, that's even like the start of the journey or the confirmation that you've got something that's really going to sure. work with the with the public. And turns out it was somewhere in between because we still didn't have a clue anybody was going to like it until it came out. Sure. So yeah, really, really interesting process. But and also, I just want to point out, I I would if you were living with Chris, I would ask the same questions. But like, oh for sure, yeah. yeah. Like like I think it would have been a similar answer. I think a lot yeah. of it would have still been internal. I mean, they just came to it from a very very similar angle, like we need to do something special with this movie. Yeah. So they, they were aligned on, on pretty much all of it. Interestingly, the thumb narration that I did, that wasn't the original voice that I did for the thumb. The uh-huh. original voice I did was incomprehensible. And Aaron was just like, <laughs> Aaron's very diplomatic response to my audio was, I'm glad there are going to be subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I can Could do another take. you of the uh, original voice? Yeah, so it was more like an old guy kind of thing. It was, oh, this is an absolute disgrace. I can't believe that this is what's going on, Pinky Dave. And it was just like really like old man. He was like, I can't understand a word you're saying. 
So yeah, mm. it got turned down into a, a younger version of the same character. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very squidbillies. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the inspiration was actually Tony Harrison from The Mighty Boosh, who is this disembodied head with tentacles coming out of him. And his tagline is... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I think it might be inspired by the same character. But yeah, I would always do impressions of him. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then also I was asked, uh, which is more fun, the finger sins or the sports radio sins? Uh, I feel like you brought more energy to the radio ones, but the finger ones seems more like your style of humor. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Aaron's direction for the sportscaster thing, radio, whatever it was, was over the top. I don't do sports. So he was just like, <laughs> over the top, really, really go for it. And I'm like, yeah, sounds good. And <laughs> because we're not narrating these lines together, it is weird because you're reading their part but we're not speaking together so you it's tricky to get the inflection right because you don't know exactly how the other person's going to sound that's so i i never thought about that before but like especially like the ones with like jeremy and aaron doing their Mm -hmm. like oh totally independent that's crazy i would have put money saying that aaron set up a Streamyard link it's possible i actually i don't know for certain but i i'm fairly certain all of the narration was independent man that's crazy I mean, mine and Danae's definitely were separate because we we couldn't record on the same day. I, yeah, I mean, there'd be some that I'd be willing to bet were like obviously some of them were independent, especially the solo ones. But I would have I would have guessed all the pairing ones, like the the Pinky Sins and the I could be Man. wrong. Uh, the the Pinky Sins are definitely separate because I mixed that together, and me and Danae couldn't line up our schedules in yeah. time to get it sent off. No, um, but, I don't but know still. about Larry and Barry or whoever they are. I can't remember the names. But that was that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, Pinky Pinky Dave was much more. I could have I could have talked as Pinky Dave for an entire video. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the next BTS that you do during um, season four, I think you need to. Just the new host. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'll be listening to this. The I, new host probably. is Pinky Dave. <laughs> I would say the new host probably knows. Like, it probably is listening to this now. But yeah, maybe I'll just cut all this and, <laughs> and yeah. scare them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nice. Uh, anything else you want to talk about from that video or your experience? Anything with that? No, no. It was it was awesome. It was no, it was really really fun. I'm really happy to get it out there. I know that certain eyes we want to we want certain eyes to see the the video and, and hopefully they do at some point. Okay. Well, uh, we just have one more thing uh, before Beyond the Sins. We have a game of Three Sins and a Lie. Your favorite game in the world. I have two choices for you. Would you like The Happening or Zombie Land? Zombie Land. <sighs> Okay. I've seen that movie. I haven't seen it happening. <laughs> so, the um, the way this game works, if you're new, uh, I will list four sins. Three of them are in the video. One of them was written by uh, Fan Joseph. Uh, and Ian has to guess yes, which one was written by Joseph, which of course is not in the video. Just give me six minutes to speed watch the video. <laughs> I bet right. I still get it wrong. So, sin number one says, hey, spelled H-A-Y. Uh, and then it says, note for post-game, the... Ooh. Well, I probably just gave that away then. <laughs> that one. That's the fake. I don't know I don't know how else to read this one. It says, this is H-A-Y, note for post-game, the subtitle is spelled Hey, H-E-Y, which is incorrect. Anyway. Interesting, which means that's real. <laughs> that's, All right. That's well, I one. just hoped your odds. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how else I was supposed to, like, just hey? Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, looks like we're doing the happening. <laughs> no, we're still going with this. You just, I guess you just have 
one less. Op- I mean, I, okay, I'm not revealing whether that one was the sin or not. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph, for butchering this. <laughs> <laughs> sin number two. Uh, like, seriously, how did this chump ass find himself only two steps ahead of naked female zombie who wants to eat his brains? She still has cash in his hands. God damn it. Exactly how little attention of life was he laying? Sin number three. Look, I love snowballs more than most, but fuck you if you expect me to believe that there aren't any other snacks in this truck but snowballs. Show me some ding-dongs and ho-hos, damn it. Uh, and then to number four. <laughs> Look, uh, sorry, I'm trying to read these so I can understand. Note to future Aaron, read these beforehand. <laughs> Look, I know I'm harping a bit at the grocery store, but look at this fucking place. It's incredibly well stocked. You ever see a grocery store with, when this catastrophe happens? Hell, in the South, motherfuckers clean the mouth if there's an inch of snow predicted. Number three. Yeah. Here, all right, so here's the note. Uh, there's a note listed at the end that I was reading, and it says, Note, pronounce ho-hos as hoo-hoos intentionally. So the sin would have said, show me some ding-dongs and hoo-hoos, damn it. <laughs> nice. I just butchered this completely. I take oh, the win. Man. I'll yeah. take it. You take the win. That's fine. Win on a technicality. It's fine. Note to self. Check for notes in <laughs> the three sins in a lie doc. JCD foiled by his own overcomplexitude. No, foiled by Aaron failing to do prep right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Either way, I win. Either way, you win. What gave it away? It was more the other three weren't. They They were. Since so number four, it said. I know I've been harping on about the grocery store a lot, which means it's referring to previous sins. So that could have been a double bluff, but I figured that might have been a bit mean. So that ruled that one out. Number one, I knew because you fluffed it, and then number two, my instinct is JCD might have stayed away from commenting on ladies, and then just picked a more neutral sin. So I picked kind of like the more neutral of the of the four. Okay. Well, now you give Joseph ammo, so he's going to come back harder the next time. Hey, make sure, make sure harder, better, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that'll take us to Beyond the Sins, our last segment here as we wrap up. To infinity and beyond! Somewhere beyond my wildest dream. To boldly go where no man has gone before. What is something that you want to quickly recommend, Warren, or Wreck-A-Warn? Mm, I want to Wreck-A-Warn really quickly, Megan. Because I went into this film with the expectation super duper high, everyone loved it and adored it, and that doesn't mean that you have to, people. You do not have to be obligated to like anything. My my take home from this movie is I like Megan. I do not like the movie that Megan is in. Mm. This is every horror movie that you've seen. It's got most of the tropes going. Has, have people actually been loving this? Like, oh, the people I've been speaking to have loved it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I feel Aaron like the consensus hasn't. is exactly what you're saying. Like it's it's more of a wreck of war where you're like, yeah, it's stupid, but I kind of like it. I I wouldn't. It's not even. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's trying to be elevated horror. Let's not get into trying to define what that is, but it's it is trying to do something more, and I applaud it for that. And I like Megan. I look forward to seeing her future movies, but this one I will hope to never watch it again. It's just, ugh. Interesting. The third act in general is just, you've seen this before. Okay. My actual recommends are, I mean, this is almost a cinema sins cliche, is join the team, recommend the raid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I recently, I watched the raid and the raid two back to back because the raid two just 
dropped onto UK Netflix or it's either just dropped or Netflix just decided to drop it into my lap on the home screen. Um, mm. So I decided to, I'd seen The Raid originally years ago. Um, I'd never watched The Raid 2. So I rewatched the first one and then watched the second originally. And these movies are great. The Raid, the first one is like die hard in a tower block, but with more martial arts just an onslaught of just martial arts and brutality. And then The Raid 2 has more of a plot and a story. And it's like a adventure across the city to foil a crime family and get some redemption and get back to his family. And it has one of the most stunning final set pieces of martial artitude that I've ever, ever, ever watched. Mm-hmm. it's insane they are exhausted i'm exhausted watching them it's incredible it is a visual spectacle it's so so good love it nice watch them both okay i do you want to talk about a, a movie that you probably haven't seen or a movie that i know you've seen one of them's a new release and one of them's not mm, new release okay so last night I took my wife to the theaters and we went and saw A Man Called Otto. Um, oh, nice. I, yeah. this is, I'm probably not going to watch this film, but I'm interested to see. Have you seen the original? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't seen the original. I know that like Tom Hanks, like his wife watched the original and was like, you need to be in this film. And he was like, okay, let's make it. So I'm, yeah, I'm intrigued by this movie, but we'll probably never watch it. Look, here, here's what I'll say is I saw we saw it in the theaters. It was mostly because like it's a good date movie. It's a good like it, it's it's uh, it's got some heart to it. It's got some feels to it. It's directed by Mark Forrester, who did like Gifted, which I think is an incredible movie. Yeah, Jeremy refers to his little girl good at math. Um, that's the one. It's kind of your run of the mill basic. You can kind of tell where the story's gonna go. You can tell the beats. You can tell like there's a certain character that's introduced and he makes a comment. So you're like, okay, we know we know that Otto is near the end of his life. So you, it's like, oh, he's going to leave this in the will for this person. Mm. So like you, you clearly know that kind of stuff. It's a very paint by numbers story, but it is charming. And so like, I'm not look if you want a date night, go to the movies, get a bucket of popcorn and cuddle, whatever. Cool. Do it. Yeah. But otherwise you're totally good. Wait till Netflix, have a good cry at home. Or at it least like, like it didn't quite make me cry. It definitely has some emotional moments that work mm. really well, but like you're totally fine waiting till Netflix. It feels like it's trading on the novelty of Tom Hanks being a jerk. Kind of. And I totally bought it, which isn't something like I immediately bought it because he's a jerk, but it's more so he's a grump. So Mm. he's he's not like not likable. He's just like distant, um, which is a distinction. He's not, you know, like like house, like I heard somebody describe this as PG Gran Torino. And it's like, no, he's a jerk in Gran Torino. Yeah. But no, he's he's just a grump and he's angry at the world and you kind of get to understand why, but like, no, he's, he's, I totally bought Tom Hanks as a grump. And I think it's because like, he just looks older than he actually is. I don't know Mm. if it's just, they applied less makeup or maybe more makeup, but then like, even the way he moves, it's like, yeah, I know him. And I pretty quickly like stopped seeing him as Tom Hanks. It's charming. It's, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you feel emotions. It'll make you cringe. It'll make you feel all the variety of of spectrum of things that will come with. You know exactly what movie you're getting into. And if that sounds Mm. like you want the ride, go for it. If it doesn't sound like you want any part of that, just watch Gifted instead. Gifted's great. (laughs) Noted. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks again to Ian for hanging out, spending your time this week. Thank you for having me. 
Of course. Anywhere you want to send people to in the meantime, where they can connect with you and and, and um, criticize you about your Rango takes? Oh, do it. And my Green Lantern takes and Incredible Hulk, <laughs> whatever you fancy. Yeah, come and find me at Witsind on Twitter, W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. And Captain's Pod is always a good place to hang out. Um, we broadcast live on Twitch and YouTube live every Friday at 12 p.m. Central-ish. And in a few weeks, we're going to be reviewing every episode of Picard Season 3 as it comes out. We'll be doing nice. it. The, so it looks like the episodes come out on a Thursday. We'll be doing a live review Friday, so less than 24 hours after it comes out. And then that episode will come out the following Wednesday. So it'll either be a nice chat about it or it'll be a recap before the next episode comes out, depending on when you listen. But currently nice. we're going through TNG episodes. So, yeah. Come find us on Captain's Pod, and you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Letterbox or Twitter or Letterboxd at Schweit Castle. And if you have feedback on the show, there's only three episodes left where you have to hear my voice, but uh, I'll still take any feedback that you would like, and um, uh, any things that you want to submit for me to ask the writers. Uh, I'm still Chris, Jeremy, and Danae to appear for the rest of this season. So email anything to bts@submissions.com. Or DM the BTS Twitter at CinemasinsBTS. And lastly, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening from. And come on back next Thursday for more Behind the Sins content. Bye! Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Test, test, test. Test, 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 test. Thinking of his gonna run my appetite, gonna find some afternoon delight. My mother will whisper that when I try to try. That's what happens when you start the song too high. Where are my show notes? There are my show notes. Yeah, I almost deleted, I've been playing a lot of Polytopia, and I almost instinctively deleted the app because it said you cannot play multiplayer unless we allow push notifications because it wants to send you when your when your turn is happening. And mm. I was just like, okay, that's an easy one, fuck you. And I'm just like, <laughs> so all of that story sounded like a euphemism for running drugs. <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> sounded like a drug run. Share a building, it got demolished. Some, yeah. some guy ended up in a dumpster. The police came round. We just passed <laughs> it off as a mannequin. <laughs> Not some guy we were holding hostage. I can still be like video linked in, yeah. but I, it sucks that I'm not going to be able to hang out with you guys. That was so much fun last year. Yeah. We'll put you on a laptop and just set you up so you can. I, like... I'm the, just put me on the sofa with like a cardboard <laughs> uh-huh. body. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Have my arm around someone. We're gonna weekend at Bernie's. You yes, do it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh my goodness, I will do that. But yeah, we'll we'll make it work. We'll yeah, we'll we'll put a cardboard box on top of the legs, and then I'll scribble a beard on the box. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Scribble. I want a finely, finely manicured beard on the box. Thank you nope. very much. Nope. nope. Just scribble. No, nope, it's the weekend. I want you to pass it off to Aaron's wife. That I'm actually there though, and she's the only one that realizes I'm a cardboard box. <laughs> and we're just like, no, 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 this is Ian. Like, what's, what do you mean? What do you mean he's just on a laptop? Hello! <laughs> How's it going? Pip, pip, <laughs>
cheerio. Bloody hell, could you get me a cup of tea? Yep. She's the only one that realizes I'm fake. It was amazing. Rick and Morty, 6 9. I didn't write down the episode title. I should do that. Uh, a king in. No, a Morton. Shit. <laughs> a Morton King. A Rick and King Mort's Court? King in. It would have been easier for me to Google it. Like, I want, I want to leave the mystery there. So. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. It's all still Jeremy. Jeremy writes, narrates, edits everything. There is no one else. He's doing both parts of this this con- this conversation as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he's just a really good voice impersonator, so he's been him and Chris and... Um, his know. English accent's a bit dodgy. <laughs> I've been told that my English accent is less convincing than Danae's. I was like, well, that's bullshit. But true. Okay. <laughs> Don't put that in the show. I'm sure I fucked that up. <laughs> I'm going to put that in the show, though. Mm. So. Hello and welcome to Behind the Sins. Nope, that's not how we do this anymore. You heard it here first. Green Lantern is Ian's favorite movie ever. Yes, correct. Yes, exactly. Along with Back to the Future 3. We've been having this running gag going at Civ Pop stuff where we're trying to just, we're, we're always joking. We're always, it's not even a joke. It's threatening. We're threatening to to moonfall bomb all of our like year end reward awards and things like that. To just, oh my goodness. Um, or like <laughs> some somebody posted a thing. And I'm like, I'm going to go fill in moonfall for every, Every, and, oh, I, and I actually went into this Google form and started filling out Moonfall, like best film of the year, Moonfall, worst film of the year, Moonfall, best female performance of the year, the moon in Moonfall. The like, moon in Moonfall, nice. Did I, that come out last year? It was January 2022. It yeah. was not. It was. I feel like that movie came out five years yeah, ago. It, it was like the first, it was in January for sure. I feel like it was like the very beginning of january that's like january insane 6th. i would have bet you money that was 2019 mm. nope aaron and ian reference aaron dicer take a drink we'll never know ask jonathan never ask jonathan and jonathan don't tell anybody man i i, it's, I imagine a lot has been said about this video already but it's it's you brilliant. would know if it you was... listened to the episode oops <laughs> Next time hey, you make sure, make sure, harder, better, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> harder, better, faster, stronger. For the record, by the way, I was the non-new releases. I was going to go heavyweights because having you on reminds me of heavyweights. Oh, and I goodness. wanted to know if you've turned around on heavyweights. No, well, I haven't seen it since we talked about it. I don't think I'm likely to ever watch it again. <laughs> Boo. Okay, uh, so last night I took my it wife. It me nothing. I've seen what makes you cheer. 